I woke up this morning and was greeted by the sunrise. I made a simple meal and enjoyed a moment of peace and stillness. safely. I spent most of the day at my job, doing the same familiar tasks that greet me every day. The work that provides for my needs. Everything I've experienced today could be considered unremarkable, but they are all profound blessings the fingerprints of your hand. Help me to grasp the wonder in the small and the simple, to notice the miracles which surround me constantly, to see the beauty in the commonplace and take nothing for granted. Teach me to make gratitude a lifestyle, one which flows into love, rejoicing, and thankfulness. Good morning. What's up, Liquid Church? Great to see you guys. Yeah, let's welcome all of our campuses. Happy fall, y'all. It is that time of year. Today we are starting a new series appropriately called Thanks Living. For this is kind of the time of year we head into the holiday season that begins with Thanksgiving, leads on into Christmas. And uh, by the way, is it me or is it like, do the Christmas decorations come out earlier every year at the mall, right? It's like a little bit head snapping, you know? Like you're buying flip-flop. It's like, oh, the line for Santa. You know, it's crazy to me, you know? The breakneck pace of life, especially as we hit the holiday season. So we thought, could we actually slow down a little bit and talk about thanks living? In other words, instead of living this kind of rush and panic mode, how do you actually cultivate, you know, the peace of the Holy Spirit and the presence of God in everyday life? Because the holiday is very hard, you know. Instead of falling for the, the spell of consumerism, it's Black Friday, I get it, my shopping started, you know? Could we actually cultivate contentment in our soul? You know what? I actually don't, I don't want what I don't have. I don't need more. I'm good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm grateful. <laughs> you know, today we're going to talk about how Thanksgiving is not a holiday once a year, but it's really a lifestyle. It's an attitude of gratitude. Everyone say the word gratitude with me. Gratitude. You know what that is? It's not just eating until our stomach is stuffed and the buttons pop off our shirt. It's actually pushing away from the table and making room, room in our hearts to thank God for everything we have. Like the last breath I took, gift from God. And demonstrate gratitude by generously serving and giving back to others. I don't know about you, but my family had a tradition at Thanksgiving. Like typically my mom would cook, so everyone kind of came to our house. And, uh, you know, we'd sit down before we ate, before like the prayer and everything. Uh, my dad would be like, all right, let's all hold hands. And, you know, we'd hold hands and he'd be like, all right, everyone, we're going to go around. Everybody name one thing 
you're thankful for. My brother and I would be like, oh, gosh, you know? And because uh, we always thought it was like, kind of hokey, you know? And my mom would get a little bit weepy. She'd be like, I'm thankful your brother's home from college. And my brother's like, I'm thankful mom's doing my laundry, you know, again, <laughs> kind of thing. We're like, what are you thankful for, Grandma? She's like, Grandma, huh? What are you thankful for? Oh, I'm thankful I'm not dead. I'm still here, you know, praise God, you know? Let's see. It was just kind of, yeah, I don't know if you have had that kind of thing. It's, it's like, the season you take stock of what you're grateful for, and sometimes it can feel forced or awkward, but you know what? Giving thanks is a deeply spiritual practice. In fact, gratitude or, or expressing our thanks openly, it's a major theme all throughout Scripture. If you take the time to like open the Old Testament or go through the Psalms and the New Testament, over and over, you're going to encounter verses like Psalm 136 one, which says this. In fact, let's read this verse out loud together. Ready, church? Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Now, this is King David talking, who, who actually wrote this psalm, and he's like, hey, here's two ways to start. Two reasons to be thankful. One, how about God's goodness, right? At his core, God is not some, you know, removed, uncaring deity in the sky. He is a good, loving, and perfect father. And his love endures forever. In other words, it is unchanging. In fact, it's just about the only thing in your life that doesn't change, right? I think you guys know this from experience. Your circumstances can change on a dime, right? Your health can change on a dime. Your family can change. Your marriage can change. But there's one thing in your life that never changes. The love of God in Jesus Christ is unshakable, amen? It is your only constant. It is never changing, the Bible's like Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so David's like, give thanks to the Lord for he's good. His love endures forever. And this is so counterculture, right? Because we live in this culture of complaint. This culture of we compare like, oh, he's got something I don't or it's not enough. In a culture that complains, worries, and is full of fear, Christ followers are supposed to have this attitude of gratitude that is counterculture. But what does that look like in real life, like day to day? If you've been on like a Facebook or Instagram recently, you probably saw there's this fun challenge, a social media challenge kind of trending right now. It's called hashtag 30 days of thanks or 30 days of gratitude. And the challenge is simple. Every day you're supposed to post a picture like of what you're thankful for. And some of them are like super simple. People be like, I'm thankful for, you know, my morning coffee with hazelnut creamer, you know, hashtag thank God kind of thing. Uh, like, absolutely. You need a lot of coffee, little Jesus, and you're ready to go, right? Um, all the way to profound stuff, right? God, thank you for soldiers who risk their lives to protect our freedom. It's actually a positive social media campaign. So I took some time this week just kind of browsing 30 Days of Thanks. Actually, I saw some of your pictures there. Let me just show you a little sample of what people are thankful for. This way, he put uh, November 16th, I'm thankful for a sink full of dirty dishes, meaning we have more than enough food. Lisa, would you put this up on the big screen? I want everyone to read through every single one of these. That to me is so helpful because there's always like a flip side, right? Take a look at the next one. It says, uh, next one, I'm beyond thankful for this amazing man and the husband and father. He's devoted, hardworking, loving, selfless. I'm so happy I tricked him into marrying me. So good, right? I honestly don't deserve him, and he's just so stinking grateful that he's mine. I'm married up, y'all. Well, you got to go down to South and find y'all. You know, you're all self a husband. All right, next one. Uh, this one says, I hate that this is a stupid selfie, but today I'm most grateful for the alone time that I get in my car as I drive from thing to thing. Time to sing, to pray, and to just be. I may not have a ton of time, but these small moments with the Lord throughout the day reconnect and whisper, I love you. They're precious to me. 
That's somebody seeing like the pause, the space between, right? Pausing to breathe. Next one says this. Uh, this is some guy. I love this. I love music, all kinds. Country, Christian, rock, classical, folk, rap, jazz, hymns, pop, you name it, I listen to it. Music is so powerful. It's expression. It's emotion. It's art. It's everything. I'm like, man, yeah, music is art. And then you like, look what he's listening to. Leonard Skinner! You know, it's like, oh, all right, fair enough. Uh, next one. This is a great dad. I love this. This dad writes this note to his kid on a Batman uh, action figure. Dear Seth, heard you're having a bad day. I had a bad day once. I used it to make me Batman. So quit being a baby, stand up, and start punching bad guys in the face. BFF Batman. I'm like, hashtag dad of the year, man. That is awesome. That was a little boy. I would have I loved that get that one. Show this next one here. Oh, this is, this is profound, right? So this guy's showing this tattoo he's got of this tree, brand new tattoo. But look what he says. Day 15, joy. I've always thought joy was a really flamboyant emotion that only people on commercials had. But since getting sober, I've experienced so much joy in the past year that I now have a better understanding of what it means to experience it. Joy doesn't come from something extravagant, something simple like seeing my family, sharing a meal, or getting back from a really good run. Being able to find joy in the ordinary is something I'm grateful for today, right? He's celebrating his sobriety. Profound stuff. Take the next one, uh, right? Thankful for clean drinking water, running water in our home, something we take for granted. Show the next one. Um, oh, this is cool. She's grateful for second chances. She's like, Zach and I began dating when I was 16. Things didn't work out when I moved to college, so we broke up. Five years, a serious boyfriend and a wife later, we reconnected. Almost two years after that, we were married. Now, seven years later, we have three beautiful children. And at our wedding, my brother-in-law made a toast and said, you know, you guys could have saved everyone a lot of time and trouble if you'd just done this in the first place. And she says, that's probably true, but I kind of like our story. Hashtag second chances. You know, God really is all about second chances. There's like so many things you can just look in your life that you're grateful for. And when I saw the kind of stuff you guys are posting, I have just a couple more here. Uh, the next one says this, the day I was baptized in Jesus' name. Can we hear for all the people who got baptized this last week? It's incredible, profound. With about 125 people getting baptized. I just praise God. There's like so many things we have to praise God for. And I, I kind of wonder, if I asked you right now to identify something or, or, or someone that you're thankful for right now, what would you post? In fact, I'm going to give you a chance to do this. Everybody, we gave you a pen today, so I want to take a pen out and click it. And you'll, if you look in your notes, we left space for you to name three things it's easy to be thankful for. So I'm not asking you for 30, but what are three things in your life right now, today, that you're like, oh, absolutely. Very easy for you to thank God for, all right? So just click your pen, kind of jot them down as God brings them to mind. For me, I did this a little bit this week. I was like, well, very easy to be thankful for my family. Um, love my wife, Colleen, our kids. That's my mother-in-law and our, our Colleen's stepsister. And every fall, we have a tradition. We go up this mountain house in New York State uh, to enjoy the foliage. We go hiking as a family. It's just a great family tradition we have. I'm like, it's easy to be grateful for my friends. Um, on Tuesday, we celebrated seven liquid staff members who have worked here for five or more years. You know, Susie, Hosil, Roseanne, Patty, Joel, Janet, and Ed. And, you know, again, if you, like, love your work, like I do, I love my work, but you know it's like when you love the people you work with, even better. Like, nothing compares. Very easy for me to be grateful for that and thankful for that. And I could keep going, you know. I could easily get to 30, but what are three things you could just write down right now that you're like, very easy for me to be thankful for, all right? Now, after you've done that, let me ask you this question. 
what about the stuff in your life that's not going so great? In other words, the stuff that's not Instagram ready. Because it's very easy to kind of list our blessings, you know, around holiday season. Here's all the positive stuff in my life. But can I ask, what about the people, things, and situations that aren't so positive? Maybe, in fact, they're even a little negative. Because, guys, this is the difference between American culture and a biblical worldview. American culture says, well, you need to give thanks once a year. But thanks living is about a lifestyle for the rest of your life. What is the essence of biblical thanks living? This is gonna this is gonna stretch you, okay? Just work with me here. First Thessalonians 5:18 gives this incredible command. Here's what it says. Let's read it together. Give thanks in what? All circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. See, according to God, Thanksgiving isn't supposed to be like a once-a-year holiday. It's not even supposed to be a 30-day social media campaign. Hashtag blessed, you know? Thanks living is supposed to be this 365, 24-7 lifestyle of every follower of Jesus Christ in watch every circumstance. This is such an important guy, verse, guys. I just want to unpack this just kind of word for word. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Thessalonica. And when he says give thanks... It means exactly what you think it means. It means gratitude. It means appreciation. It means honoring somebody. It means praise. It means giving credit to people where credit is due. But notice something. Paul isn't like, I want you to give thanks for just the blessings in your life. Why? Anybody can do that, right? Look at your list. You know, I'm thankful for my family. God, I thank you for pumpkin spice lattes. They bring joy to my heart. Anybody can say that, right? It takes no intelligence, no character, no faith to simply be thankful for the good things in your life. Instead, it says, give thanks in what? In all circumstances. Go ahead and underline all, okay? Now, notice something here. It doesn't say, give thanks for all circumstances. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, and there's a big difference. A lot of people don't get this. You don't have to be thankful for bad things in life. You don't, you don't actually have to be thankful for evil in the world right? There's plenty of it, right? We live in a world that's broken by sin, and there are plenty of terrible things that happen that simply are not the will of God. They're outside God's will. When a young man or woman is shot down in Afghanistan or in inner city Chicago, you don't have to be thankful for that. When a car driven by a a drunk driver plows into a crowd and somebody dies, you don't have to be thankful for that. The Bible does not say, be thankful for evil. That would make God a sicko, right? So understand something, because everything that happens in this world is not God's will, all right? And some people say, like, well, if it happened, that's, you know, God's will. Baloney! This is why Jesus said, I got to teach you how to pray. Pray, God, thy will be done on earth as it is where? In heaven. Because there's only one place where God's will is always done, in heaven. (laughs) On earth, a lot of times, man's will is often done. So you can't blame God for all the evil in the world, and you certainly don't have to thank him for it. It doesn't say, give thanks for all circumstances. It says, thank God in all circumstances. And that Greek word for all is pos, which means anything, anywhere, anyone, anytime. So in health, give thanks. In sickness, give thanks. In plenty, give thanks. In poverty, give thanks. When your work is going great, give thanks. When you're unemployed, Give thanks. What? Well, what? I mean, when your candidate wins, give thanks. When she loses, give thanks. Did I miss anybody? Did I miss anyone? 
Paul sums the whole thing up in Colossians 3. He says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, doing what? Giving thanks to God the Father through him. It is this defiant attitude of gratitude, even when your circumstances are uncomfortable, even when life doesn't go the way you want it to be. And you may be like, well, why, why would I thank God, you know, in every circumstance? Well, there, for me, there's a number of reasons. I'm like, well, one, I know God is in control. It doesn't actually matter how the election goes. I know God is sovereign on his throne. He's still sitting there. I know actually God can bring good out of evil. That's his specialty. I know even the dumb mistakes that I make, God can turn around. I, I know that I'm, I, thank God, I'm not going to live on earth forever. <laughs> I know I'm going to heaven I praise God, I know I can't lose my salvation. I know what, no matter what happens, God isn't going to stop loving me. See, I can think of a hundred things to be thankful for in the circumstance, even when the circumstance sucks. That's the essence of thanks living. And that is God's will for your life. Every year, people ask me, I say, you know, Pastor Tim, could you do a message series on God's will? How do I discern the will of God? And I ask, well, what do you mean by that? And they say, well, I want to know what, you know, what's my, what am I supposed to do with my life? Am I supposed to, you know, go back to school or move overseas or whatever it is? I want to know God's will. Ready for the short series? Here it is. Look at 1 Thessalonians. You want to know God's will? God's like, it's right here. He goes, give thanks in all circumstances. Say this together. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, Tim, am I, am I supposed to go to school? Am I supposed to get married? Should I move to another state? You know what God's answer is? God says, I'll tell you the answer to number two when you start doing number one. <laughs> all those other questions, all those other number twos, we're going to get to, but I want to work just on this first one. I want you to learn to give thanks in all circumstance, for that is my will for your life. And once you got number one down, then we can talk about two, three, four, five, six. That's thanks living. And that is God's will for every believer, every time, every day. So let me ask a second question. This one's a little bit harder, right? I can give you a softball one. Here's the layup. Name three things it's easy to be thankful for. Hopefully you jotted down you know, a few and it's very easy for you. Now here's the second question. Look underneath it. Name three things it's harder to be thankful about. Because this is a higher level of gratitude, folks, all right? Think about this. What's it harder for you to be thankful about? For instance, I'll give you an example. If I just said to my wife, Colleen, I said, hey, honey, I'm just thankful, you know, for the you know, great Thanksgiving meal you just made. You know, I'm honoring her. And then I said, you know, hey, honey, I'm thankful for taking the kids. Thank you for taking the kids to school. Again, I'm honoring, showing gratitude again. But what if I only thanked my wife for the things she did that benefit me, right? We would have a pretty flat marriage. We would actually hit a ceiling relationally, right? She'd begin to wonder, like, I wonder if Tim really loves me, or does he love the things, just the things that I do for him? And at some point in your relationship with God, you're going to hit a ceiling until you move to a higher level of thanksgiving, like I did with my wife, where I don't love her and thank her just for what she does for me, but thanking my wife for who she is. That's thanks living. See, parents, you know this. If, If your kids only came to you when you gave them, uh, you know, an allowance or something, right? Thank you. And they never said it ever again. You begin to wonder, I wonder if they love me or they just love my money. Same idea with your heavenly father. If all you do in your relationship with God is ask, God, thank you for letting me get into this school. Thank you for giving me food. Thank you for opening that parking space. God, at some point, is like, okay, (laughs) do you really love me or just the things I do for you? The next level of faith for some of us to take 
is to learn to thank God not just for what he does, but for who he is. God, I thank you that you're smarter than me. God, I thank you that your wisdom is greater than me. I thank you that you know what will make me happy even better than I do. I thank you that when I'm inconsistent, you are always consistent. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. Thank you, God, you are always fair. And that even when I don't understand everything, I know you have my best interests at heart. That's thanks living. It's thanking God for who he is, his character, not just his goodies. Does that make sense? To grow deeper in Christ, you need to get beyond the thank you, God, for pumpkin pie <laughs> to thank you, God, for who you are. That's how you actually flex your gratitude muscle. And we want to give you a chance to do that right now. At every campus, I ask your campus worship band to come up, and we want to introduce a song to you. It's become very special to me over this past year. It's a song by Bethel Music. It's actually called Thank You. And this is kind of like the number one song on my playlist. Like this is, it's like for me, it's kind of like it's my personal jam, okay? Part of me didn't even want to share it with you because it's like it's my song, but I'm like, all right, yeah, attitude of gratitude, I'll share it. It's very powerful, uh, but it's the one that I always put on during the week when I'm worshiping. It's like number one, because it's thanking God for who he is and the best gift of all, his presence right now in our lives, yeah? It's a very Holy Spirit saturated song. And I asked your campus band to learn it and share it with you today. So they're going to play. And as they do, I want you to look at your list, look in your notes here, name three things easy to be thankful for, but then search your heart a little bit. What are their three things that it's harder to be thankful about? And then begin shifting your heart to thank God for his presence and his power right here, right now in this room in your life. Let's just pray real quick. Father, we invite your presence in this place. Holy Spirit, come, invade this room just with a palpable sense of your presence. As we open our hearts right now, just in song, give us an attitude of gratitude in every circumstance of our lives. We put them in your hands, and we trust you are working for our good. We thank you for it. Amen. How do I sing? Thank you, Lord. For the way that you love And the way that you come For all that you've done And all that you do My heart pulls up Thank you You don't have to come, but you always do. You show up in splendor, change the whole room. Cause you don't have to come, but you always. Bye. 
life that you gave And the cross that you bore For the love you poured out To ransom my soul heart pulls out a thankful soul cause you don't have to come but you always do cause you show up in splendor you change the whole don't have to come. God doesn't have to. 
but you always do. Your love is unchanging. Your presence is always constant, and you change the room. See, when you have an awareness of God's spirit in your life, when you're spirit-filled, it changes the atmosphere. An attitude of gratitude changes the environment because God begins changing your heart. And so all the fears, all the worries, all the complaints start dying down as you sing praise, even in the tough stuff, even when life is hard. Were you able to name three things that it's harder to be thankful about? You know, I thought of one. My mom is 72 years old, and earlier this year, she fell, tore her knee up, actually required a knee replacement. And so we took her to New York City to the hospital for special surgery, incredible place. You know, it's it's a miracle kind of thing. Successful surgery, she's got a brand new knee, right? But now the hard part begins, the rehab, learning to walk, taking steps, climbing stairs, managing pain. So we brought my mom home with us to live with us right now to recover. And you know what? That ain't easy. (laughs) It's No, I mean for all everyone, okay? I wasn't like a mom joke kind of thing. It, It is harder to be thankful where there's still pain and when you're still uncomfortable, right? And now we're living in, you know, one house. We're all on top of each other. And so this week, like, I'm writing this message about an attitude of gratitude, and I realized, man, on the flip side of that, what a blessing. What a privilege it is to be able to care right now for a woman who's, like, given decades of her life to serve our family over the years. And we're just like, I I was just like, I got to thank God, just the chance for our family to serve and help her back to health. So we took a walk together on Wednesday. My mom and I were walking down the block. For the first time, she walked around the block, you know, and she's like, oh, thank God for the sun, for the leaves. And I'm like, thank God for your new knee. And we shared this kind of, you know, just special time as a, as a mom and son, giving thanks in all circumstances because we know this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So let me encourage you, if you or someone in your family is like going through a hard time this fall, thank God for the flip side of the challenge, okay? Because it's the way that actually he's expanding your heart and growing your faith deep. See, that's one of the byproducts of an attitude of gratitude. Gratitude grows your faith like nothing else. Gratitude grows my faith. How does it grow grow your faith? It really only happens when times are tough, when things don't make sense, when your prayers are unanswered, when life stinks, and nothing is going the way you expect it to go, and yet you thank God in that circumstance. God, I thank you that you're still in control. God, I thank you. I know you love me, and I know you can bring good out of this. I'm not, thanking, you know, I'm not thankful for this situation. I just got fired. <laughs> but I'm thankful that you're bigger than my problem, amen? God can turn off one faucet and turn on the other faucet like that, and I am thanking you for that. That's an evidence of faith. That's evidence of trust. Anybody can thank God for good things, but if you can thank God even in the bad things, your faith grows deeper. There's a guy in the Old Testament named Habakkuk, and every once in a while, I like to introduce you to these little guys in the Old Testament because I don't want you to be embarrassed when you get to heaven, all right? Because like, Habakkuk's going like, to walk up to you at some point and be like, hey, how'd you like my book? You're like, what? I didn't, I didn't even know you wrote a book. I don't want you to look like a fool, okay? I, I want you to be able to say, oh, Mr. Habakkuk, oh, yeah, I really liked what you said in chapter 3, okay? I, I, that was really good, all right? So here's what Habakkuk said, all right? This guy was going through very tough times. And Habakkuk said this. He said, though the fig tree doesn't bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food. In other words, my business is in the tank, okay? He's like, I'm in the middle of a recession. (laughs) Though there are no sheep in the pen, 
There's no cattle in the stalls. In other words, I don't have any clients. My portfolio has hit the skids. My 401k has become a 101k, okay? Even though all this is happening, I will still, I will still, I will still, say it together, I will still be joyful and glad. Why? He's not thanking God for the bad things that have gone wrong. What's the cause of his, of his gratitude? He says, I will still be joyful and glad because everybody, the Lord God is my savior. Amen? Everything else in life stinks, but I can be grateful that Jesus Christ is my savior. He will pull me out. He will bring me through this. I'm not on my own. I'm not by myself. He hasn't left me abandoned. I'm not an orphan. And so I will give thanks to my God. Guys, that's the ultimate test of your faith. Can you thank God even when life stinks? <laughs> it's really the, the test between whether you're kind of a, a superficial, shallow Christian or you're growing deeper roots in your faith. Can you be grateful in all seasons? Can you thank God even when life stinks, when everything's going wrong? The key is you don't look at what is lost. Jesus says you got to look at what's left and be grateful for that. That's thanks living, and that is God's will for your life, this unshakable attitude of gratitude in every circumstance. Why? Because gratitude grows my faith. That's the first thing it does. But you know what else it does? Secondly, gratitude gives back. <laughs> when you become aware of everything that God has given you, it naturally flows out of your life by giving to others in need. And that's exactly what we're going to do, guys, on Saturday, December 3rd at our Christmas outreach. This year, we are donating all of our time, all of our money, all of our muscles to prepare meals for homeless families and hungry children all across New Jersey. This is kind of fun. Do you guys remember this? Last year at the Christmas outreach, something pretty cool happened to a liquidite named Tora Bennett. Uh, Tora attends our Union County campus in Mountainside. She's a dynamo. Tora volunteers with our middle school students. She prays for people on our spiritual care team. She's a high school mentor uh, on Sunday evenings. Well, Fox News showed up at our Christmas outreach. And out of thousands of volunteers, they interviewed Tora, who gave this beautiful explanation about why she gives back. Check this out. Welcome back, everybody. Now to a heartwarming and uplifting story out of New Jersey right now. Thousands of volunteers gathering at a church this weekend to pack 200,000 holiday meals for families in need. They'll also prepare Christmas gifts for more than 1,000 youngsters and their families. Brian Yen is standing by live right now in Mountainside, New Jersey, with more on the story. Brian? Hi, Uma. Well, some of those gifts are behind me right now. You know, the Liquid Church is a fast-growing contemporary Christian church here in New Jersey. And today, some 2,000 church volunteers at eight locations put together 200,000 meals. That's enough to feed an entire medium-sized city. And they did this for the needy families in New Jersey. Today, they divided and packed and weighed all these meals that were nutrient-rich pasta meals that are being delivered to the community food bank here in New Jersey. And it's just in time for Christmas for families in need. You know, the state of New Jersey has a homeless population of more than 10,000. Some 1 million people are in poverty, and that especially hit home for the church volunteer, Tora Bennett, who we spoke to earlier. I actually grew up in Camden, New Jersey, the most, a very urban area. So I'm actually a recipient of our Christmas angel tree idea that we have here going at Liquid. I've participated or I've received some of the meals. So having this experience here is actually heartwarming, knowing that I'm in a place where I can give back the way that others give back to me when I was a child. 
the Liquid Church, you know, was established back in 2007. They really pride themselves in putting faith into action, and that's exactly what's being done here. How can you tell if you, yeah, praise God for Torah and thousands of you who served last year out of a heart of gratitude. How, how can you tell if you have an attitude of gratitude? It's very easy. As Torah says, she's like, gratitude gives back. Growing up, she knew the pain of not having enough food in the fridge. That, right, that's on the easy list for most of us, something to eat. That wasn't on Torah's easy list as a child. And she said, Thanksgiving was the first time I remember receiving a box of donated food with a turkey and canned vegetables. Knowing that there were people who were willing to help our family was mind-blowing to me as a child. Fast forward to where I am now, being able to give to others who may not be able to meet the needs of their family at Christmas, that's a heart experience. See, guys, Torah has this gratitude for a special meal that got donated by people who love Jesus way back in the day. And now today, she has this passion to kind of pay it forward, to give back as we prepare thousands of meals to feed our neighbors in need. If you haven't heard, our Christmas outreach is on Saturday, December 3rd this year. And we have a big goal, guys. We need to mobilize 3,000 volunteers because we're going to set a record. We have been asked to help break last year's record of 200,000 meals and pack 500,000 meals in a single day. So this is one of our biggest outreach goals ever. And it really is a chance for your family to kind of flex your gratitude muscle. And everybody who serves, I mean, this is sweet. You get one of these sweet hair nets, okay? This is pretty incredible. If nothing else, right? You get one of these action, right? And together, we're going to pack these nutrient-rich meals like we did last year. Last year, we packed, if you remember, pasta with Italian tomato basil sauce. Awesome. I think this year, we're doing a fortified macaroni and cheese. I love me some mac and cheese. I'm going to take that one. Um, and it's going to be pretty good because, the, guys, these are emergency meals. You know what these are? These are emergency meals when a family actually can't afford to buy a meal for its kids. And I'm like, really? Is that during the winter especially? Well, as you heard in the, in the Fox News, one million people in New Jersey live in poverty. So that's one in nine of us. You look down around, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, that person. And thanks living means you put your faith in God into action and give generously to others in need. You know, in Isaiah um, 58, uh, God's people ask him, they're like, hey, we've been fasting. Why haven't you heard us? We've been praying. God, why aren't you answering? And you know what God says? He goes, you know what kind of spiritual activity really gets my attention? And he says this, is it not to share your food with who? With the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter. That's to let the homeless in. And when you see the naked, to clothe them and not turn away from your own flesh and blood. God's like, can you see them? Because Torah is your sister. Flesh and blood, he's your brother. And guys, when we feed the hungry, we are literally doing what Jesus did. He saw the crowds, and he had compassion, and he fed 5,000. Well, guys, by, by his grace and with Christ's strength, we're going to feed 500,000 people this Christmas. But we need your help. We need every single family to step up and serve at your campus. We are hosting seven outreach locations. We have six campuses, so one at every campus, plus Jersey City. We have plans to have a future campus there. We want to serve our way into that community. And I want to let you know, parents, this is a family-friendly outreach. So Kyle and I, when our kids were little, we were always looking for a chance, like, where do you serve alongside your kids? We have tasks for even the little kids, your tweens, your teens. Heck, bring grandma. She can come in. We'll figure it out. She probably already has her own hairnet. But you... you <laughs> Give online, go, go online, you can just search, sign up at liquidchurch.com slash Christmas 
outreach. Pick a location, whatever works best for your family. The shifts are about 90 minutes each, and I, I just want to let you know, they're actually going fast. We actually had 1,500 slots taken before today. And so some locations like sold out of volunteer slots, but we have added more this week. So even if you got shut out, go back and look. We've added extra shifts at the campuses. And this is a chance to really teach your kids gratitude, like exercise that muscle. If you've got little children, teach them. Gratitude gives back. Gratitude, not just give thanks. We live thanks as a family. And I want to say thank you because you guys are amazing. You really are, you know? And I look back, like, wherever there is a need, you don't just give thanks. You do. You live thanks, you know? If you're new to Liquid, I met some people who are new before. This is like the heartbeat of our church. When we put our faith in action and show the love of God to people who are in need, no strings attached, because gratitude gives back. And that's what I hope that you will do this December. Not only donate your time, but also donate financially, because you know what? Packing 500,000 meals, it takes a ton of time and also takes a ton of money. So can I talk just quickly about that for a second? Because a lot of times people will be like, Tim, can we afford to do this as a church? Let me answer clearly. Uh, no. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> we actually can't afford to do this. Our budget is very tight this year, okay? In fact, just kind of a family moment, all right? We are actually behind in our normal giving. We're behind. We're under, we're under budget right now. And I know many of you are giving towards our Saturate campaigns. Thank you so much for that. But our general fund is actually behind, and that's what helps pay for our Christmas outreach. So as you kind of open your hearts to serve this December, I'm going to challenge you to actually open your checkbooks to give as well. Because gratitude gives back, and an open checkbook is just a sign of an open heart. I want you to imagine, think of it this way. Imagine like each of these meals represents a dollar, okay, that we spend every year just to, just to bless, to feed the hungry, to serve the homeless, help battered women, all the things we do, mobilizing volunteers, distributing resources. If each of these represent a dollar, multiply it by 500,000. <laughs> That's a half million dollars. But you can make a massive difference with a special gift this December. This is kind of like a critical time, just kind of in church world, so you know. 20% of our budget comes in in the last few weeks of the year, between now and December 31st. And understand your giving doesn't just go like to keep the lights on and buy Bibles. Every year as a church, we want to be generous. And we just give away 10% of our entire budget to help people outside the church walls. Community food banks, New York City relief bus, women that wear Special Olympics. And so this year, by God's grace, your church is donating $800,000 to feed the hungry, clothe the homeless, provide clean water, and help families and children with special needs. That is awesome. Gratitude gives back. And guys, your generosity is more important than ever. So if you're, like, if you're here today and you're like, oh, I've been holding on to my offering this year, this is the moment to give it, all right? And kind of a spirit of gratitude, just for what God's given you, give generously to help others. And to do that, we put a special giving envelope in your program today. Can everyone just take this out a second there? Open up your program. You'll see it's a little bit different. You're like, oh, there's a Christmas tree on front. Yeah, okay. We would love every family, every individual to consider making a generous year-end gift to help support our Christmas outreach, as well as all the other ministries like New York City Relief and Women Aware, Family Promise, and just use this envelope between now and December 31st to give. Again, if you're like, hey, I haven't been tithing, I just, I just forgot, I, I just catch up, this is that moment. If you're like coming to the end of the year and you're like, man, God has blessed my business or my job, I've just been super blessed this year, awesome, be a blessing to others. Give generously. God's given us so much to be thankful for. I want to ask you to pray about this. I want to ask you to act on this. For some of you, I would love for you to give right now. 
In fact, we're going to receive today's offering in about 60 seconds as the service ends. And just remind you, there's always these three ways to give. We have the popcorn bucket, so you can drop your envelope in there. But notice something? Postage paid, all right? If you're like, well, I don't have my checkbook, great. Go home. It's postage paid. You can just drop that in the mail. Or do what Colleen and I do. We actually never use the envelope. We give online. It's very safe, very simple, totally secure, liquidchurch.com. We just give automatically. And so at the end of the year, we're like, all right, what are we going to give to really bless people outside of the church this Christmas? Because we serve a lot of people inside, but we always want to be those who are on the fringe because that's who Jesus went to. Amount doesn't matter. Just want to get that out there, all right? Whether it's like, I'm going to give $50 or $500 or $50,000. Guys, I know we have people in this church who, you're, you know what? You've been blessed. And you're like, I could write a check that actually could feed an entire neighborhood. Awesome, no problem. Whatever you give, however you give, whatever amount you give. As your pastor, from my heart, can I just say two simple words? Thank you. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your faith. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for being one of the most generous churches in the world. I really believe it is one of the reasons why God just continues to bless liquid year after year after year because as we pour ourselves out on behalf of the poor, of the hungry, of those in need, guess what happens? People see the grace of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that's thanks living. Amen? All right. Let me invite our ushers to come forward to receive today's offering as we close our service at all campuses. They're going to come on down. And as they do, would you just bow your heads for prayer for a moment? Father, thank you so much at everything we have, God. It's just a gift from your hand. Lord, even this, the air we're breathing, the families we love, this church is a gift. And so, God, we hit the pause button and thank you. Thank you for giving your son, Jesus, the greatest gift ever to forgive our sin and give us the gift of eternal life. Father, today we thank you right now just for the easy things in our lives. But God, we're also thanking you in the middle of some hard stuff too. Father, in faith, I pray that you would be with those who are struggling, who are going through a tough time, Father. Would you remind them of your presence, that you are with them every step of the way? And Father, we're blessed right now to be able to give back to you. Even these offerings, we're just, we're just returning to you a portion of everything you poured out on us. So use these gifts for your glory. I pray that as we serve this December together, people would see the love of Christ through these meals. Let those who are lonely experience your love. Let those who feel forgotten feel embraced by your compassion. May thousands be blessed as we serve and give in the name of Jesus. We give thanks to you now, and above all, may we live thanks all year round. In Jesus' name, everyone said together, amen. Well, if you could please remain seated as our ushers go ahead, you can pass the, uh, the popcorn buckets. Again, you can drop your envelope in there or in the mail by December 31st. And remain seated as we conclude with our final worship song.